we welcome you to National Public Radio, on which you will be able to enjoy the following production. Welcome everybody to the Royal Strong and True Podcast. We are very excited to be with you today on National Public Radio. Uh, That is totally not a thing. It's something I just made up in the last 15 seconds. But hey, we're on it. This is the official podcast of a lot of things, and now we are the official podcast of the National Public Radio. Yes. Not. Don't sue us. <laughs> anyway, we have lots of stuff to talk about. We have uh, some groveling about the state of the BYU basketball program. A griping, the, even. A griping. I might even say griping. Mm-hmm. Yes. Grovel gripe. Grovel gripe. Grape. Cool. Soda. Shasta. Anyway, then we are going to talk about the NFL a little bit. We've got the Super Bowl. We're going to talk about all the spring football going on. It's going to be a ton of fun. A lot. And we have some housekeeping to take care of. That might get a little rough because our caregiver is not here. Who is our caregiver? You'll have to find out. Without further ado, let's get to it. Let's boo. Go Tigers. But that field judge on the far side is in their pocket, man. Go over here. Yes, Let's back this booler. Yeah. <laughs> let's go wild. Let's man. go, baby. Let's go. Strong and Chew Podcast. Uh, we are glad to be with you again today. Uh, Dan is not here, so it'll just be Justin and me. So all of you Dan fans, you can just just swallow your pride for a second. Just listen to us. Yeah, It's okay. It's okay. Dan will be back next week. Uh, just don't worry about it. Just keep listening. May we be the first to say, because obviously you're listening to this first thing in the morning, your spouse hasn't even woken up yet. So you're cooking breakfast actually right now. Exactly. Yes, you are (laughs) cooking breakfast for your significant other and or for yourself if you have no significant other. No shame. And yourself is the significant other. Happy Valentine's Day. Yeah. And And let us ask you, will you be the Royal Strong and Choose podcast Valentine? Aw, thank you. Right as we asked that, our computer made a sound, so I think that's the universe telling us. I think that's my Apple Watch, and I don't know, it's never made sounds before when I've gotten Facebook messages, and I don't know how to turn it off. Alright, I think I think that's the universe telling you Happy Valentine's Day. Thank you, universe. The universe is now our Valentine. Let's just uh, take that off so it's not <laughs> active anymore. Otherwise, we're going to get some weird feedback. Um, we love you guys. Yeah, speaking of universes, uh, we're, we're going to do some roughhousing. Dan isn't here, so we're going to rough up the house. <laughs> um, first item of business, speaking of universes, it just uh, popped into my head. Ant-Man Quantumania comes out this Thursday. Does it? Yes. Oh. So uh, that'll be fun. That will be fun. Lots of universe, universal tie-ins, I think. Not universal production. This is Disney, Marvel. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I'm actually very excited. I was rewatching the old Ant-Mans and like Endgame and Infinity War, kind of that kind of stuff, just to lead up to it. You know, yeah, a little bit yeah. of Loki thrown in there. Sure. I'm actually very excited. Yeah. I know there's a lot of hate going around about Marvel. 
Not a lot of people liked The Last Thor. I thought it was very funny. Yeah, it was I, good. I loved it. Yeah. yeah. I At work today, people were bagging on Marvel and stuff. I'm like a closet Marvel fan now. I used to be the guy in high school that would bag on Marvel for being stupid. And now the tables have turned. Now I am the guy that loves Marvel and everybody else hates it. Dude, people just bag on Marvel because they want to be different. Because they want to be cool. Like, Let's be honest. Is it 100% the best cinematic like thing you'll ever see is the acting the 100% best? No, you're not watching some like <laughs> film that people paid $10 billion for to like have actors cry on a beach with like black and white lighting, you know? This is something that's supposed to be fun. This is something that's supposed to be energetic. This is something that's supposed to be mildly inappropriate at times. It's supposed to be all kinds of things, and that's exactly what it is. Like at Marvel, like you don't go in expecting some like crazy Oscar worthy film, even though the Oscars don't even matter anyway because it's all rigged. Yep. Just money. expect fun. And that's what you'll get. You'll get fun. Exactly. That's who, why I... Who hates fun? No one. Other than the freaking Except NCAA my, and it, the NFL. And, and FIFA and... Literally every sports organization <laughs> out there, except for the NHL, who does allow its players to fight for a small penalty. Fun. Period. That is fun. <laughs> All right. Speaking of fun, let's get into it. Uh, let's go to a league that isn't so fun. Actually, it's not a league. It's this league, as Twitter will tell you. Or the National Basketball Association. The what? <laughs> the NBA, yes. The, sorry, I haven't heard of it. <laughs> so, so it's where like these players that play basketball. It's not college basketball. It's like pro basketball. College basketball is the best basketball. Though. I, it's the only basketball. But these guys, it's like WWE. For those of you that don't know what the NBA is, mm-hmm. it's like WWE, but it pretends to be basketball. Got Instead it. Instead of pretending to be wrestling, it's pretending to be basketball. Got it. But it's just sports entertainment. Is Tim Donahue the commissioner? Yes. Okay, got it. Definitely. Got it. Anyway, the Jazz did a really weird trade with Russell Westbrook where they're going to pick up like the man that has been the most outspoken against the Jazz, calling them racists and all that. He is now... Technically, a part of the team? Question mark. I thought this was a done deal, but now everybody's saying he's not going to play for the Jazz. Is he's going to like Eli Manning it? I think it's not that he's going to Eli Manning it. I think it's just that the Jazz are going to tell him like we're we're basically like buying you for cap space. Ah, uh, like okay. That. Like okay. Th- that kind of thing. Like they're not expecting him to play. Like he just wanted the draft picks, and and I think. Russell Westbrook is an unrestricted free agent after this season, so then afterwards he can sign with whoever he wants. Gotcha. He just has to live in Utah, I guess. Or maybe, maybe he doesn't. Maybe he doesn't, maybe doesn't even need to show up to practices. Maybe he's just like living at his home in California and like training with his like dietitian or whatever. Who knows? Yeah. I, I don't know. All I know is that I was like, I was boycotting the Jazz before this because they had Kelly O'Lionik, and I do not like him. Uh, and so I was being apathetic towards the Jazz. I have not watched a single game. I have not followed them at all. I don't even know who the players are. But now because of this pickup with Russell Westbrook, I don't know. I don't care if he does play or doesn't play. But I am now anti Utah Jazz right Aww. now. I am anti. I hate Russell Westbrook. I hate Kelly Olynyk. So now I want them to do what they've done for the past my whole lifetime, where they win enough games to not be a lottery pick, but they lose enough games that they're not good and they're not going to do anything in the playoffs. So I want them to like make the play in game and then get blown out. So they just stay in the middle of the draft order. They don't get any good guys in the draft. They stay in the cycle of mediocrity 
until they get Kelly Olynyk and Russell Westbrook off the team, which maybe this summer, maybe then I'll become a jazz fan again. That's my take. Okay. Yeah. I, I, I get what you're saying that. I mean, that is pretty jazz. Like, you know, that's like literally what the jazz were built for. Yes. <laughs> but Danny Ainge is the GM. Danny Ainge is doing a lot of things. And BYU guy in the future. Um, I don't even know through when. So it was like through 2029, maybe. Okay. Yes. Through 2029. The Jazz own 15 first-round picks and a 16th, depending on where they finish in the standings. So they do have a lot of draft picks. That is a lot of draft picks. But so that means you can miss on some. And maybe you clear out Kelly Olynyk and Russell Westbrook to make room for the young guns. Exactly. Exactly. That's what you do. I guess trust the process is all you can say because... I mean, he did a pretty dang good job with the Celtics and won a title, so... Yeah, maybe, maybe we win a title here. <laughs> uh, okay, like, that's... What's going to happen is... Who's it going to be? It's going to be Markin and now. He's like the new like all-star guy for the Jazz, right? Okay, I don't know. Sure. I, I think that's his last name. He's going to shoot a game winner in game seven, down to five seconds on the clock. Four, three, two... Lights go black, second coming, score never <laughs> recorded. Nice! That That's peak Utah Jazz. That's exactly what Ryan Smith wants. <laughs> yep, that's exactly what they're gunning for. <laughs> um, anyway, that's like five minutes too long talking yep, about no the more. NBA. Let's so talk about let's move some on. stuff. Yes. Uh, let's talk about the Pac-12. <laughs> the Pac-12 did something very strange today. Okay. It's like, f- for example... Have you ever interacted with a toddler before? Yes. And the toddler comes up to you with his like face is like, um, I I didn't break it, <laughs> and you're like, what didn't you break? I, I, I didn't break it. It wasn't me. It wasn't me. What did? And you don't even know anything's broken at this point, right? <laughs> what what didn't you break? That the vase over there that I threw the ball at. I didn't break it. <laughs> That's exactly what the Pac-12 did today. So the Pac-12, like everyone's just sitting there, like, okay, yeah, the Pac-12 is still negotiating its media rights. Maybe it's falling apart. Maybe it's not. Who knows? Whatever. But then, like, with nobody asking, no prompt, completely unprovoked. They release the following statement. The 10 Pac-12 universities look forward to consummating... Big extremely word. Extremely weird vocabulary <laughs> choice there. Like consummating their marriage or something. Consummating successful media rights deal or deals... Deal. <laughs> ...in the very near future. Based upon positive conversations with multiple potential media rights partners over the past weeks, we remain highly confident in our future growth and success as a conference... And united in our commitment to one another. <laughs> Completely unprovoked on a Monday morning, <laughs> they decide to drop this statement. If reading the statement, does this lead you to believe that the Pac-12 is more united than ever, or does it make you seem like does it make you feel like the Pac-12 is about to implode? The Pac-12 is definitely about to implode. It is falling apart at the seams. That that little parentheses on the deals, it's like meteorites deal parentheses s. That says to me. The world is on fire for the Pac-12. They have no idea what they're doing. Yep. That says, I've emailed the the Disney and Fox and NBC guys and haven't gotten a response yet. So, <laughs> I'm trying to find the exact statement, but do you remember when the Big East was dissolved a long time ago? Yes. Back like when Louisville was still in the league. Back when Boston College was still in the league. You know, yep. Back when all these uh, Miami was in the Big East at one point, too, yeah. if I'm not mistaken. Boston College. Literally, they released almost this exact same statement <laughs> until like two weeks later, Louisville, Boston College, and Miami all left. Nice. So, nice. Will history repeat itself? 
Probably. Time will tell. <laughs> Only time will tell. This is so funny. This is the epitome of like, if you have to say everything's fine, everything it's is not, not fine. fine. <laughs> nope. And there's like rumors of SMU getting a visit from the Pac-12, which is hilarious that you would go to SMU after rejecting BYU because of religiosity. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. And they're not a research institution. SMU and San Diego State are not no. research institutions. And one of the funniest things about it, right, is like, SMU Twitter is exploding, and it's like, the Big 12 passed up on us. Good luck. We're the better school and all this stuff. You passed up on the Dallas market. Now the, the you won't be surprised when SMU gets all the five stars from the Dallas area. And you completely glanced over our market. It's like, TCU is in Fort Worth. It's literally right next to Dallas. Like It's not like we're outside of the breadth of Dallas. Dallas is right in the middle of the Big 12 footprint still. Yes. Like, I'm, I'm going to look up how far away Fort Worth is from Dallas right now. Yeah, there's it, – and it's funny too because SMU what, – what is there about SMU? What is one thing that SMU has done in the last 50 years? Like, the Miracle Bowl was when they were last good. And granted, like, that was the last time BYU was really good. But BYU has been – they won a national championship. BYU has – in 2007 to 2009, we won 11 games. SMU hasn't done anything recently to turn heads. We beat them without a quarterback. Yeah, so TCU to the city of Dallas, and this is just like the center of Dallas, right? Dallas right. Central is less with traffic. No, no, okay, with traffic is less than forty minutes away. Okay, so it's not like we're completely out of the breadth of Texas. No, I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> it, 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 it's funny. And did you see they they did like a um. They put out a tweet that, like, glad the Big 12 got the, the crazy Mormons or something, the weird Mormons. They, they, like, put out some weird tweet that was, like, have fun with the Houston weirdos and the crazy Mormons. Um, I don't know. I, have fun with the, you know, was it one of Joseph Smith's parents Methodist? One was Methodist and yes. one was Presbyterian? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, one, like, have fun with, you know, something that was so whack in the 1800s that <laughs> people had to break off from it. Like... <laughs> No, no disrespect to Methodists. Methodists are great people. It's a great religion that are very strong believers in Christ. We, we but, are talking about the university. Yes, we're definitely religion. talking about yes. that. <laughs> um, I just thought this was hilarious. This is the uh, just everything is about to come unfurled right now. <laughs> everything is bursting at the seams. Yep. It's, it's about to explode. It's like in Loki when the timeline is about to hit the red bar and then it hits it and it's like boom. Everything breaks. That's what's going to happen to the Pac-12. So... That begs the question. It must be asked once more. Yes. Do you want Utah in the Big 12? See, my original response, like, I remember in our group chat, as soon as the Big 12 news, like the Texas-Oklahoma, it was like, bring Utah to the Pac-12, you know, or to the Big 12. I still want it, but at the same time, I'm having a a really good time just watching this. And it would be really (laughs) funny if they went back to the Mountain West. But I just I want to play them every year on Rivalry Weekend, and so yeah. that's why I would rather have them in the Big Twelve. Fair enough. Here's my point of view on it. Utah it is coming to light that the old Utah president basically did keep BYU out of the power conference, which is an absolute douche move. Yes, very big, bad. Big douche move. Big, big, big douche move. We hate that guy. We hate the institution. But like you said, Utah is a fun rivalry, and we want them. We, we want to have that rivalry still. Yeah. 
I mean, I guess, yeah, sure, we can develop a new rivalry with somebody else. But that in-state rivalry is just so much fun. Oh, yeah. Will it be worse for BYU's recruiting if Utah joins the Big 12? Yeah, maybe. You could argue both ways, I think. But Alabama and Auburn coexist. Yeah. Texas, Texas Tech, TCU, Texas Like, literally every Division One school in Texas still exists yep. that are still in a Power 5 conference. And they still get their recruits, and they still do what they need to do. Florida, Florida State is another Florida, example. Florida State, Miami, UCF. And we, we've UCF seen, national champion. Yeah, the best team is different every single year in the state of Florida. So here's the thing. I would love to see them in the Big 12 just because I think it would be a fun rivalry. But my honest opinion, honest-to-goodness opinion, sure, Winningham is going to retire. What will Utah be like after that? I don't mm-hmm. know. True. But they've invested a lot into their program. I fail to see any scenario where the University of Utah just fades away into oblivion into a G5 relegated school into the Mountain West. That's true. They will join a conference. Whether there's some weird realignment now, would you rather be with them or not with them? Because there, it's the, I think, in my, my opinion, the scenario that they just fade away yeah. isn't real. I agree. I agree. I don't think they go back to the... They would go independent before going to the Mountain yeah. West, right? Yeah. Like... And I think the Big 12 would jump at the opportunity. If it presents itself, right, that Utah is like, Pac-12 is dissolved. Hey, Big 12, do you want us? I think the Big 12 would be like, I think so. Right? I think so. I I think it would be good and I would like it, but I'm not going to say that it would be detrimental if they did not join the the Big 12. Yeah, that's fair. That is absolutely fair. I'm excited to see what happens. Do you think another big line of realignment is coming? Like, I... I just don't know where this leads because, I mean, it's kind of clear that it's not heading to the the Garden of Eden, right, huh. for the Pac-12. I think right, realignment will happen. Do I think the big round of realignment is happening right now? No. What I do see in the future, though, is eventually college football will transition away completely from the NCAA. Players will become paid. Mm-hmm. Some universities will like that and will invest everything into their football programs because it will still be profitable. Others, like Stanford, like Cal, like Wake Forest maybe, won't want to do that anymore. It won't be profitable enough for them. They won't have the infrastructure to run it. So my honest opinion is that at some point we will see a break off from the schools that want to heavily invest into their into their programs and the schools that want to keep the status quo. Mm-hmm. And I think that will happen somewhere around, I don't know, maybe like 10 years down the line. Yeah. I th- I think it's the timeline is a little still farther out there. Yeah. But this is just signs that there there are cracks. There's signs of the times. Yes, signs of the times for sure. Um, one thing that we can also uh, mention right now, we're gonna get to it a little bit later, but might as well just get to it now. Texas and Oklahoma announced mm. that they are officially leaving the Big Twelve after this upcoming year. Yep. Huge news for BYU. We gotta play both of them. We yep. get Oklahoma coming to Provo and we go to, to Texas. Texas. That's awesome. Yeah, that's fun. Like, I, I don't blame them for leaving early. I think we, th- we kind of, like, had this in the back of our heads that it was probably going to happen. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I'm not super surprised by it, but I'm just really glad that we get to play both of them. Yeah, I'm disappointed that we won't get to see Texas in true at Lavelle. And I'm disappointed that, you know, I kind of wanted to go to Norman for a game. I thought that would be a lot of fun. But all in all, we knew this was going to happen. They were going to leave at one point or another. Might as well rip the bandit off early. Yeah, and it wasn't like we were guaranteed to play either of them next year either. No, yeah. Like, it. my final thought will be I am very 
set on going to Austin on October now. There yeah. is no way I'm not doing that. <laughs> I absolutely agree. I'll go with you. Let's, All right. let's get together the travel arrangements. We'll do Jared. it. I'll start looking at Verbos and let's flights. Buy tickets. We started looking at hey. tickets, didn't we? Yeah, Provo. Like $100 or something? Yeah, out of Provo, it goes to uh, Austin for like 100 bucks. Look at that. So, there we go. Heck, I don't know if my brother-in-law listens to this, but he lives in Austin. Maybe we can crash on his floor or something. That would be sick. Anyway, uh, Royal Strong and True Podcast listeners, get on with us. We are going to Austin in October. If any of you are at, in Austin, let us crash on your couch. Yeah. We'll have you on as a guest. Yeah. That'll, that'll be your payback. <laughs> <laughs> All uh, right. I think there's something we are obligated to talk about. Obligated is a good word. Uh, there was football on on Sunday. It was the NFL, so it was the No Fun League. No so fun not league. exactly the best, but I did watch it. Yeah. I'm sure you watched it too. It was was nice. The Chiefs played the Eagles in the Super Bowl. Yes, they did. It was a game. Three BYU alum versus one Utah alum. We had Mitch Matthews, Zane Anderson, and Andy Reid versus Matt Bushman as well. Sorry, did I say who did I say instead of Matt Bushman? Mitch Matthews. I said Mitch Matthews. It's not Mitch Matthews. It's Matt Bushman. I don't don't know why I always say Mitch (laughs) Matthews instead. Matt Bushman. I did see him. On the television, on the sideline. Let's go. He wasn't in his uniform. He was just like just in his like street yeah. clothes. But he was on the sideline. Let's go. On the sideline. Good for him. So, how do you feel about the game? There was a lot of there's lots of storylines. Yes. Let's start with the turf. The turf. This was your classic Fiesta Bowl turf. <laughs> Every single Fiesta Bowl that I've seen for my entire life has been played in Glendale, and it has sucked. Ohio State's played there like four times, and every single time, our guys are just slip sliding around. Mm -hmm. So it was no surprise to me to see everybody just sliding around like they were playing on ice. Yep. It was so bad. Mm -hmm. It looked like they were playing on golf. Like it was (laughs) like people had gone out and golfed on it. It was that bad. Yeah, it was bad. (laughs) Even though they spent like a year and a half and eight hundred thousand dollars (laughs) on specifically growing, sodding, and developing this field for the Super Bowl, and then they decided, you know what would make this better? Let's paint 95% of the field. <laughs> okay, the logos at the 25-yard marker, the Super Bowl, LV, whatever, blah, 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 yeah. way too big. Yep. Way they too were big. way too big. I thought they were passing midfield every single time mm-hmm. they passed one of those logos. And then it was like, nope, then there's the crest, and then they're in the red. Like, no, way too big. Mm-hmm. Yep. NFL, you can do that electronically. Yes. You don't have to put it on the field. Right? And, like, the NBA does it, like... You see it in bowl games, do it small and up in the corner. Yeah. That's all you need to do. That's all you got to do. Anyway, that was annoying. Uh, next one, the holding call. Mm. I want to hear your opinion on this. This is probably the most fiery subject on Twitter right now. So, uh, let me give a couple different perspectives on this. First of all, that is a very crappy time to call that penalty. Yes. 100% agree. Second of all, it was a hold. Yep. By definition, by rule, it was a hold. And the DB even admitted in his press conference that it was a hold. Yep. We now, don't we don't know if the NFL said they were going to kill his family if he didn't say that. Yeah, right? exactly. Uh huh. Uh huh. <laughs> now, the issue here is defensive holding and offensive holding happens on every single play. There is not a play where holding does not occur. It's just differing in levels of severity. Yep. And it's how the how it's going to be called. Okay. Is it going to be called consistently throughout the game? Was that a hold at the end of the game? Yes. But was it consistent with the rest of the way they were calling that game? No. No. So that's why I have a problem with it. It was a hold by rule, so I guess fair enough you threw the flag. But I just thought it was extremely inconsistent with the rest of the way that the uh, the game was called. And it just 
handed the Chiefs a victory on a silver platter. Yes, and it kind of diminished the excitement about mm-hmm. that last. Like, if they had had to kick that field goal then, Philadelphia gets a minute left yeah. to march down the field, and yeah. the excitement builds. Mm-hmm. But in this one, it was very deflating, it felt like. I'm with you. I think it was definitely a hold, but it happened four or five other times earlier in the game, oh, yeah. and it wasn't called. So there were times that guys were getting hit five seconds before the ball was there, and they weren't calling PI. Right? And so you call it now? I, I uh, thought it was a bad time to call that penalty when you hadn't been calling it all game, like you said. But I did think it was justified for this reason. Mm. The Chiefs earlier got jobbed on the stupid catch no catch, fumble, return for a touchdown that wasn't, like, I will never, ever understand the rule in the NFL or college. It is... The catch rule is dumb. It is stupid because if the guy catches it and goes out of bounds after those two steps, it's still a catch. Yep. They're not ruling it incomplete. Nope. But then the, the Mike Pereira's like, that's definitely not a catch. He needs to take three steps and tuck the ball. It's like, what the frick? You don't need to take three steps and tuck the ball in the end zone? What no, are we doing here? And it... Same field, almost the same spot on the field where Ohio State in the 2019 Fiesta Bowl against Clemson, the Clemson receiver catches it above his head, lands, takes four steps, and then gets the ball hit out. Ohio State returns it for a touchdown, takes the lead, and they call it incomplete because he did not tuck the ball and make a move common to the game. I will never understand the rule. I thought it was stupid. should have been a touchdown. So that's why when they called the holding, I was like, ooh, that's kind of iffy, but the Chiefs deserve it after that no call. Yeah, so. that's fair. Call it a makeup call. Call it what you want. Call it the referee wanting to insert himself into the game on the biggest stage. Yep. Who knows? But, yeah, you know, you can't blame a guy for calling what was, by the rule book, a hold, though I wish it were more consistent with the rest of the game. Right. And, and it also reminds me of the 2002 Fiesta Bowl, where Ohio State won because their last play was incomplete on a P.I. call. Then they got an extra untimed down and scored and won the game. Like, it's just a bad time. It's a bad time. It's a bad time. Speaking of the Super Bowl, we did have a fan question sent in. Ooh. From Kevin Call. Let's go. Well, shout out to Kevin Call. This is a question from him. If you could choose a new federal holiday, Ooh. would it be the Monday after Super Bowl or the first day of March Madness? First day of March Madness. Mm. Hands down. The Super Bowl is nice. And the Monday after the Super Bowl, I think, is what most America would choose. Well, maybe not most of America, but like... The big towns, right? Like, everyone in Kansas City wants the next day to be a holiday because everybody's hungover and partying hard. But the first day of March Madness, Thursday, you get the day off. There's games literally from when you wake up until when you go to bed. Mm -hmm. Like, I guess here's another point. You're going to be watching basketball anyway, right? So whether it's a day off or not, like, it doesn't really matter. It's just whether or not you're supposed to be working when you're watching football or basketball. Because you're going to be watching basketball anyway. Oh, yeah. Whereas with the with the Super Bowl, like, that's a day when you can take it off and kind of celebrate and yeah. do something that you wouldn't normally be doing. Sure, yeah. I don't know. What would you say? I think, I don't know. There's obviously a huge cultural difference in the way that the rest of the United States celebrates the Super Bowl versus the listenership of this podcast in the majority. <laughs> Yes. Okay. I think I would go with March Madness simply for this reason. Okay. In Utah, the Super Bowl was over by what? 8, 8.30? Uh-huh. Yeah. And you just kind of just go to bed and you wake up the next day and it's fine. Yeah. March Madness is like a full day thing, whole event thing. 
Like, I can function the day after the Super Bowl. I'm not going to be functioning at work the first day of March Madness because I'm going to be following basketball the entire time. True. So, for that reason, I would go with March Madness. That's a good point. From the employer standpoint, you would rather have it on March Madness because you know yeah. people are going to be unproductive. Might as well not pay them for that day. Yeah. Um, also, Super Bowl, the day after the Super Bowl, who wants to celebrate that day? The people that won, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. All the rest of America is not celebrating. Whereas... With March Madness, all of America gets to benefit by having that day off. I will say, whatever city you are in, if if the city you live in wins a title in any major sport, the mayor should declare that next day a state holiday or a city-wide holiday. Great idea. That's perfect. That's my personal opinion. So, so first, Kansas City should get a holiday on Monday. Yes. So the first weekend of March Madness is a federal holiday. Yes. And then whoever wins the Super Bowl gets like a state or a citywide holiday for yes. the next day. There we go. We're just solving world problems left and right here. Yes, we are. The Royal <laughs> Strong and True Podcast. That replaced Congress with us. <laughs> um, that was probably the best Super Bowl that I can remember. If I'm being honest, like the ending was like a little anticlimactic, just a little bit. Yeah. It was still close and fun. But it was the best one I can remember. Yeah, and maybe it's just because the last couple have been kind of boring, but yeah. it was pretty fun. I'm trying to think. Another good Super Bowl. I mean, it, I just remember the hilariousness of the ball going over Peyton Manning's head on the first snap in that one Broncos Super Bowl. Where they – was it the blowout year? Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. That was pretty hilarious. I will say uh, the Patriots-Seahawks where the, where the Patriots intercepted the ball on the Malcolm Butler slant mm-hmm. at the one-yard line. Also incredible. Very, yes. Much more climactic ending. True. Yeah. All in all considered, I think it was good. Yeah. Right? Stamp of approval. So, what was your favorite commercial? Here's the real talk. All right. Avocados in Mexico. Awesome. With <laughs> Adam and Eve. Very funny. That was really good. Yep. Um, the Amazon one with the dog where the dog tears everything up and then they, they get him a kennel, but then it's actually another dog. That one was like making everybody tear up. That one was awesome. And then the freaking Tubi commercial. <laughs> Where the the TV menu popped yeah, up. I was going to ask. Well, everyone was freaking out. We're like, yo, who would stop? Hey. <laughs> who got punched? Yeah. It was, that was something. And then it went like straight to the next commercial. And we were like, wait a second. Did somebody actually change it? Because we we're like, oh, this is funny. It's a commercial. And then the other thing started. We were like, wait, wait, wait. And they, until the game came back on, everybody was like in this weird sense of like, are we living in reality? Or did somebody <laughs> actually change the channel? So that was re- that was probably the best commercial in oh, yeah. my opinion, as far as like audience engagement. How many like ten year olds across the nation do you think got smacked by their fathers or something? <laughs> probably a good few, like, yeah. and it just is like some random rom com. <laughs> that was awesome. My personal favorite commercial, because I have recently watched Breaking Bad and Better Call Saul, was the Popcorners commercial. <laughs> <laughs> with the Breaking Bad cast uh, yes we got it <laughs> we don't eat our own supply Jesse it's like, say it's name popcorn we have six signature flavors yo <laughs> seven you make seven no we could do that it's just like I don't know it was just like it was perfectly scripted if you haven't seen Breaking Bad like I, obviously you wouldn't have gotten it it probably was still funny but it just aligned perfectly with everything that happened to Breaking Bad. It was hilarious. <laughs> it was really good. That's awesome. That one was really good. Yeah. I also like the uh, Jack Harlow triangle Doritos <laughs> yeah, commercial. Yeah, that was uh-huh. funny too. Yeah, I thought it was a pretty good year for commercials. Oh, yeah. I thought it was really Shout good. out to like Chips. 
Chips always have the funnest commercials. Yeah, agreed. I agreed. Chips oh, are good. Also, the Ram Rev truck one, where you think it's like an ED commercial. Yeah, movie, that was funny. So funny. That was very funny. Yeah. <laughs> um, any new trailers that look exciting? We got a new Transformers, new mm-hmm. Indiana Jones, um, Ant Man. The Guardians of the Galaxy. There's Guardians like, of the Galaxy for sure. There's Batman. a Flash one that had Batman in it. Yeah, the Flash one looked interesting. I don't know. DC always botches all of its movies though, so I'm not going to get my hopes up too far. Shout out Morbius. Yes. It's Morbin time. Morbin time. My favorite part of the movie is where he just like morbs all over the place. <laughs> um, I would say, I don't know. I like I haven't seen all the Transformer movies. I yeah. don't think I've even seen one all I the way through. I haven't seen any of them. Yeah. Like, so like, I get why people are excited about it. I'm not. Yeah, I don't know. I like Anthony Ramos. The yeah. guy from In the Heights that's going to be play it. Apparently, it's like not a sequel. It's like a complete reboot. Like, they're mm. starting completely over with it. And so maybe this is my time. Yeah. You know? Give maybe the Transformers. Yeah, maybe this is the time to be like, all right, Michael Bay, Explosions. I don't even know if he's directing it, but maybe this is the time to get into it. Who is directing the new Transformers movie? Here we it go. It is uh, Stephen Capel Jr. and Michael Bay. Michael Bay. All right. So this is our time, Justin. Yeah. This is when we finally get into Transformers and not the commercials or not the cartoons that we watched when we were little kids. Michael Bay is also directing A Quiet Place Day 1 and A Quiet Place Part 3. Wait, wait, wait. So there's A Quiet Place Day 1 and then A Quiet Place Part 3? A Quiet Place Day 1 coming out in 2024. Quiet Place Part 3 coming in 2025. Interesting. I feel like those will be very different from the first two then. Maybe. Who knows? <laughs> uh, anyway, that's talking Michael Bay. <laughs> that's talking Michael Bay. Now it's time to talk about some real football. There was some not fun league on your screen. Get ready for a very extreme fun league on Ooh, your screen. Why do you say that? Because it's the XFL. It starts this week, baby. Saturday, 1 p.m., catch the Vegas Vipers play the Arlington Renegades on ABC for the first game of the season. Or, if you would like... On Sunday, because you're busy on Saturday, you can catch the 1 p.m. St. Louis Battlehawks at San Antonio Brahmas on also on ABC. Interesting. The the XFL is starting right now. This is very this is like the week after the Super Bowl. This yeah. is awesome, right? Yeah, this is sick. Uh, I'm not. I, I don't think I'm gonna get like super emotionally invested in this just because college basketball is kind of going on. It'll be fun to watch though. But why not watch? Yeah. It's something to do. It's football. It'll be fun. Like, new colors, teams, logos. I'm excited to see the new rules because, like, it's new ownership yep. from the last Rock. time. I was disappointed we didn't see any XFL commercials. That's true. We saw multiple USFL commercials. Yeah. I feel like the XFL hasn't done a great job with advertising. It, that that might be. Yeah, I don't know. Because, like, the new ownership group with Dwayne Johnson, like, I'll see him a couple times if I'm watching college basketball. But they're not like good commercials. Like everything's in black and white, and it's yeah. like super modern and minimalist. And yeah, I don't know. I have seen commercials for it, but I wish I would have seen something during the Super Bowl. This, you know, right? Something funny. I don't know. Anyway, who's your team now? Because obviously our teams were relegated from the league. Uh, yes, we the Los Angeles Wildcats. May they rest in peace. Yep. God bless America. Gone. Uh, Dan's DC Defenders. They're still here. They're still here. Yeah. Uh, I didn't really have a team last yeah. time. I was kind of like cheering for the Wildcats, cheering for the Defenders. Um, I have now 
chosen a team. Oh, I am okay. going to be a real fan. All right. Without the emotional investment. Well, I say that now, okay. but, you know, no, yeah. come March, Let I'll probably start. be screaming at the television. Yeah. Um, Seattle Sea Dragons. It's cool. That cool mascot, cool. right? Mm-hmm. Uh, they have Tejon Karoma, one of two BYU players. The other is uh, Tomasi Laulile, Laulile uh, on the Arlington slash Dallas Renegades. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know really why I'm going to the Seattle Sea Dragons. They got a BOU player. They have kind of a cool logo mascot. That's fair. I think I, the colors are kind of cool too, like green and orange. I don't know. I'm just going to roll with it. So that's what I'm doing. I'm rolling with the San Antonio Brahmas uh, simply because Brahma could either be a Hindu god, the god of creation mm. that has four faces and four limbs and sits and meditates upon a lotus flower. Cool. Or... It can be an American breed of chicken. Very similar things. Which of the two? The world may never know because the logo <laughs> is an ambiguous diamond. <laughs> so, give me the bras. All right. I, I guess it depends on how your team's playing, right? Yeah. You could you could throw like the, we are the gods of the XFL, or we look like chickens with their heads cut off. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Perfect. That's perfect. Perfect. Yeah. The duality of Brahma football. <laughs> um, the Seattle Sea Dragons... My team will play Dan's team in the first rivalry, Royal Tr- Strong and True XFL rivalry of the of the season, uh, Sunday, 6 p.m. on ESPN. And mm-hmm. then, like you said, Justin, uh, you will be playing host to the St. Louis Battlehawks yep. uh, on ABC on Sunday. 1 p.m. on Sunday. If you care about the Houston Roughnecks or the Orlando Guardians, they will be playing each other 8.30 p.m. on Saturday on ESPN. Yeah. Um, any... Notable names. Uh, my quarterback is Ben DiNucci. That's cool. That's a name people might know. Uh-huh. Uh, a couple other like people that you would only recognize if you really followed like football intensely. Uh, Dan actually has a pretty stacked team. He's got Jordan Ta'amu and Derek King at quarterback. Two actually like pseudo big names. Like, and then he's got Abram Smith who ran all over BYU yep. in 2020 mm-hmm. at Baylor or 2021. Um, at running back. So Dan actually, I think he wins the guy off. Yeah, I think he wins the guy off. I have Jack Cone. Jack Cone? Okay. I mean, the, he's sort of a guy. He was the uh, Notre Dame-Wisconsin guy. Uh, Pinecone. Pinecone? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Pinecone. Okay. But I think it's cool that you have Ben DiNucci. Yeah. Because he's like a meme. A meme? Played James Madison? Ben DiNucci. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, yeah, I think Dan definitely wins the guy off, but is he a god of creation slash chicken? Absolutely no, not. No, he's not. No. Quite simple. What even is a defender, dude? I mean, like, I got sea dragons. You've got gods of creation slash chickens. Yeah. Dan's just a defender. Are chickens gods of creation because they? <gasps> we don't know whether the they came the first egg. or the egg did? Yo, that's, uh-huh. that is it. That's what a Brahma is. They are the uh, poultry... Uh, uh, I, I, the word that comes to mind is feline, but what's feline but for birds? Avian. Avian. They are the yes. avian god of creation. All right, there we have it. Um, we'll have our first XFL update for you next week. <laughs> yes, we will. After closely watching the games on Saturday. Very closely, very intently. Uh, let's go back to some football that is actually local. Yeah. Justin uh-huh. has more. I got some news for you. The Utah Tackle Football League will be starting March 11th. Some fun stuff has been going on. We have been practicing. We had our first scrimmage uh, two Saturdays ago, which we absolutely dominated in. We have another scrimmage this Saturday. 
Then on March 11th, the UTFL schedule starts. Let's go. March 11th, 1.30 p.m., Crescent Elementary School in Sandy, Utah. We will be taking on the Wolves. March 18th, the Ducks. On April 1st, after a hearty bye that happens to land on my anniversary weekend, so shout out to that. Ooh. <laughs> is the Voodoos. Ooh. Then we have another bye. Then it's the Kings. Then we have the Grizzlies. Then it's another bye. And the Spartans. Wow. Lots of holidays. That's a lot of, yeah, lots of buys. Yeah, you get one one regular buy, and then there's a ton of holidays in between. Playoffs are May 13th. It's going to be a lot of fun. Make sure you are following the team. We will be keeping you up to date on the Instagram and on the podcast. Yes, we will be keeping you very up to date. Remember, this is the official podcast of the Utah Tackle Football League. Yep. Heard it here first. Um, just a quick update. We are watching the uh, Baylor-West Virginia game. They are just coming back from the under-8 timeout, it looks like. And uh, Caleb Lohner's line. I'm looking at it right now. Okay. What are your guesses? How many minutes has he played? He yeah. has played doesn't say. Mm. I've seen him on the court like two or three times. So he's probably gotten like a rotation in. Give me one foul. Okay. One rebound. O of one from the field. All right, that's a little ambitious, Justin. Uh, zero points, yeah. zero fouls, Dang zero it. blocks, zero steals, zero assists, Dang zero it. rebounds, zero field goals attempted, zero free throws attempted, one turnover. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, shout out Caleb Loney. Oh, yeah, I love that guy. Great guy. He gives us content all the time. That's awesome. Absolutely love Caleb Loney. Um, our last little bit of football news is our boy Corbin Green, a friend of the podcast. He transferred out of BYU. He is currently attending Hutchinson Community College in Kansas. Mm-hmm. Uh, they won the NGCAA, N- NJCAA. The National Junior College Athletic Association. Championship in 2020-21. to 21. So it's not like a bad JUCO, but no. it, it's still JUCO, and he says his DMs are open. So all of you high-listing college coaches that are listening to our podcasts day in and day out, uh, give this guy a call. Yeah. He's a nice guy. We will advocate for him. Yeah. He's been interviewed multiple times on this podcast. Yep. Great guy. Never seen him play, actually. Uh, we were going to meet up and do one-on-ones, but never happened because yeah. he left. But he's a great guy. You should pick he's him up. He's a great guy. He's a, he's a glue guy. He's a, he's a glue guy. He's a glue guy. Yeah, he's a glue guy. Uh, yeah. Anyway, good luck to him, right? I hope good he luck. finds whatever he's looking for. I really hope so, too. He is a great guy. In all honesty, we love Corbin Green. Oh, yeah. He is a great individual, and we hope that he finds a place where he can play the game he loves and be happy. Yeah. And if that's at that Juco, awesome. Good for him. Uh, We are now contractually obligated uh, to talk. Unfortunately. About the BYU men's basketball team. Do we have to talk, or can we gripe? uh, Let's gripe, actually. Let's Let's gripe. gripe. Um, Should we go in chronological order? Because I feel like the, the week had a little bit of twist and turns, even though we lost both games. I'm going to give this first point to you, Jared, because I want to hear it in your best scream voice that I know you already have lined up for this. I can just sense it in the air. (laughs) Um, So on Thursday, we played a game Mm -hmm. against a team in the conference Mm -hmm. that has only won one game in the WCC. And it was a game that they shouldn't have won, to Mm -hmm. be honest. Yep. And we lost them. Mm -hmm. We lost to Pepperdine! Yep. We lost... To Pepperdine. Mm-hmm. The Waves. Yep. BYU, in their time in the WCC, 6-6 six and six at Pepperdine. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? Absolutely disgusting. 6-6. Six six. 
so gross. <laughs> how in the world? How in the world have you like not beat Pepperdine by twenty points? Literally every single time you play them. I don't know. We just beat. Uh, who do we beat at home? LMU and what was it? Portland or San Diego? I can't. Dude. Pacific. Who knows? Yeah, we beat LMU and Pacific by like a combined 50 points over the last week. And then we go to Pepperdine and we lose! Mm -hmm. Crap the bed. I, do, I it wasn't even close. What is this team? This team is the most bipolar thing <laughs> ever. Like, th this is like, this is like even worse emotionally for me than my pre-16 year old girlfriend in, <laughs> in uh, high school. So, it's, it's, it's very traumatic for me. I really don't want to talk about it much. But I will say, um, it was just absolutely disgusting. And Jared, it was just the Marriott Center. It it was. We posed that question last week. Uh, it was definitely just the Marriott Center. But also, in a wild turn of events, we go to the kennel. Yeah. To Spokane, Washington to play Gonzaga. Uh-huh. Number two team in the conference. Number 16 in the country. By the voters. We don't trust the voters, but no. they're a good team. And we we're up at halftime. No. We had like a seven point lead with four minutes left in the game. Oh. Tell me if you've heard this before. Huh? And we lost by eight. <laughs> what do we do? What is this team? How can we lose by eight at Pepperdine and then go to Gonzaga, lead in the final four minutes after last time out, and then end up losing by seven? What is this team? I don't know. This team is just an absolute dumpster fire. Absolutely disgusting. We don't know how to close out games. Mark Pope was like, these guys are young. They don't know how to close out on the road. They don't know how to close out at home. They don't know how to close out. They don't know how to close out on a shooter. They freaking... Well, well, because Jackson Robinson, like, dove at the guy's knees on a three. Yep, gave him, gave him a freaking what? Was it a four-point play or three free throws? I don't even remember. I just remember being absolutely frustrated and turning off the game after that foul was committed. I did, too. Like, as I soon did as too. that foul was committed, I just turned off the television. I said, nope. I went to my computer, sat down, and played Minecraft instead. Attaboy. Attaboy. I think I, I think, also made chocolate chip pancake. I think I actually played Minecraft too after that. Hey, there we go. This is the official podcast of Minecrafting your feelings away. Yep, exactly. We highly, highly recommend it. Is um, your dad still in Minecraft? Oh, dude. We can't give him a controller because <laughs> he'll like come down and be like, all right, guys, it's time to go to bed. We give him a controller up till 3 a.m. <laughs> he loves crafting. Shout out to Kevin. Yeah. Um, we should do a Minecraft live stream sometime. Honestly, yeah. We'll just create this giant battle war thing. <laughs> yes. I love it. We'll do a Hunger Games. Heck yeah. Um, there were a lot of storylines in this game. Obviously, mm -hmm. BYU choked it away again. Yep. Mm -hmm. Literally earlier in the day, I'm driving with my wife. I can't remember where we're going. We're running some errands. Okay. And we're talking about the Gonzaga game coming up. And I was like, you know what really still stings? Is I remember vividly, we were all crowded around our little TV at Sparks Watching the WCC Tournament Championship mm -hmm. against Gonzaga in 2020? Yeah. This, was this, it, I think this was the semifinal game. 2021. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. With Alex Barcelo yeah. and Matt Arms and Brandon Avery. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. We were up by 10. Yeah. By 10 at halftime. Yep. And we lost by 10. Yep. Thanks to Spencer Johnson's stupid foul down eight with two seconds left. He fouls him. Like, he's going to try and get the ball back. Um, but I was telling my wife, I was like, that was the worst. Like, if we do anything tonight, I just don't want to do that. And we did it! Again! <laughs> you spoke it into existence, Jared! Ah! The announcer's curse. You know what? Now right. that you're studying and you're, like, getting into, like, announcing and, like, sports writing <laughs> and stuff, you are becoming your own worst nightmare. I am be- You're becoming the very thing you swore to destroy, Exactly! Jared. I am Anakin! <laughs> <laughs> um, 
Anyway, first storyline, foul differential. Can we just go off for a second? The foul differential was maybe the most lopsided we've had in the WCC. Yeah? Would you agree? Yeah, I will say this one thing, though. Like, yeah, there were some calls that should have gone our way. There were some calls that shouldn't have gone their way. But we also just played a style of basketball in the second half where we just refused to take a dribble inside of the That's true. Very true. Obviously, you're not going to get as many fouls when Gonzaga is literally cutting to the... Cutting to the ball, Drew Timmy is like somehow doing a 1080 without losing his pivot foot and doing a backflip to the hoop. Like, you're gonna get more foul calls like that. So, would the foul differential should it have been closer? I think yes, but it, it's not egregious to me that it was as far off as it was. Okay, okay, my I, humble opinion. No, that's that's I'm glad that I'm hearing this from you because I came back, I was covering the men's volleyball game, mm-hmm. so I got back and watched like the last. 15, 20, or 15 or 10 minutes. What a shame. You only saw the bad parts. I I know. It's New Year's? Memories? Yeah. Um, so I got back, and I was listening to Greg as I was walking home. And he was like, oh, they called three straight fouls on Gonzaga in one possession. And that made the foul count 20 to 5. And I was like, are you kidding me? The final foul count was 28-14. We shot 12 free throws. Made 11 of them, of them by the way. That's yeah. huge for us, right? Clap it up. Young guys. Um, they shot 34, almost three times as many free throws, but it does. I do like hearing from you because that's the story that I didn't get. Right. Is that we weren't really going to the rack. We weren't trying to get to the foul line. Whereas with them, they just throw in a Timmy and he goes to free throw line every other possession. Yep. Mm -hmm. And Timmy does like a really good job. Like it's not the fact that like Timmy is getting favorable calls or whatever. He just like, he puts you in like seven pump fakes, spin move, this, whatever. Like there is no way you're not going to foul Timmy. Right, that's he, the only way to stop him. He creates it. Yeah, he creates the foul without it, like being like the you know like the dumb like jump in the air, Chris and, like, Paul, lean like kick your leg out to like get a foul call. You know that kind of stuff that you know even Tyler Hawes did back in the day. Oh, definitely. <laughs> you know, it's none of that. It's just like good clean basketball, and he's he's good at it. Yeah. Unfortunately, that was one of my takeaways from the last part I saw. He's a good basketball player. He's good. I think he's just going to be one of those like elite. College guys, yes. I don't think like he's got the size to do it in the Definitely. NBA. Definitely, but I don't know. Like he said, really good things about the you know the rivalry after the game too. He says obviously this is a game we want to keep playing. Mark Few says this is a game we want to keep playing. I would love to keep playing Gonzaga. Why not? Absolutely. Just like I said, Gonzaga and St. Mary's, both of them. I hate them because they're good. Okay, but all in all, they have been very respectable. Okay. Their program, like their programs, they've had players. Yes. Okay. They've had players. <laughs> Very that, much. They've so. had players that they don't like, but the programs themselves, the way they run, the way the head coaches run it, they've been respectable programs that I have enjoyed having rivalries with. Mm-hmm. It's been kind of like I don't know, like Baylor and football these past couple years. Yeah. It's been like a rivalry that's like, you know, like you like talk crap to each other, but at the end of the day, like you're still kind of friendly. You respect. It's, it's, it, there's mutual it's respect. Built on respect. Yeah. So. I don't know. I, I like Gonzaga. I like St. Mary's. I hope we keep playing them in the future. Will we? Probably not. Yeah. Maybe Gonzaga St. Mary's doesn't travel outside of its California bubble. No. The only so. way we're going to meet them is like in a tournament. Yeah. So. Yeah. Uh, I agree. I would love to see Gonzaga. I, and Mark Few, he is he loves scheduling non-con games. Yeah. Like He would like, I'll fly to Kentucky to play Kentucky. Like Mark Few will literally play the number one team 17 times in the, in the offseason if he can. Yeah. Yeah. And BYU won't even play Utah State. Like, so that's why I don't think it's going to happen because I don't know if it's Mark Pope, but men's basketball program is a little scaredy cat. But 
Uh, I would love to see this continue. Uh, another storyline from the game, Foose had zero rebounds. Zero in 26 minutes. Yeah, he got absolutely punked. It it shows against good teams, well right? offensively, though. Yes. He got a steal, fast break steal dunk that he, <laughs> I think, traveled on, but they didn't call it because, you know, let the big man run the, let the, big man score. Let the big man run the floor and score. Yeah. You know, it, it was a gather step. It yes. was just the biggest, longest gather step I've ever seen in my entire life. <laughs> But he, he played a good game, yeah. We but g- down the stretch, Gonzaga got a lot of offensive rebounds that handed them the win, basically. Yeah, and Foose was nowhere to be found. I hated just hearing this over and over for like three straight possessions. And Gonzaga gets the offensive rebound, and Gonzaga hits the three. Mm-hmm. Next time down the floor, Gonzaga gets the offensive rebound. Gonzaga hits the three. Yep, that's what did us in, right? Like yeah, three straight threes, mm-hmm. and then the foul on the three. You can't win if you do that. Absolutely disgusting. So like, after all that. What are your expectations? What are your hopes? What are your aspirations? What are your titillations? A titillation. <laughs> I will never BYU understand that phrase. <laughs> um, I so this week I said football, BYU basketball team. Oh, that changes the question. It's all right. Santa Clara and St. Mary's. We get Santa Clara at home this week. We go to St. Mary's. Mm-hmm. Short term, like this week, I just want to see us win the home game. Yeah. I don't care what we do on the road. We'll probably have a 10-point lead and lose in the final seconds again. Yep. Mm-hmm. I want to see us win at home because I don't care if it really was just the Marriott Center. I'm still okay with that. Like, in the Big 12, if we play lights out at home and lose half of our games, that's, that's still tournament. awesome. That's, yes. That's the tournament right there. Yes. Yes. And if we go on the road and get blown out, I don't care. Like, if you if you play really, really well at home – that's totally fine. That's acceptable, right? That's yeah. just who you are. Mm-hmm. I just want to see us win that game. Mm-hmm. I don't want to see it be fun. Long-term expectations and hopes. I still think this is a team that can win the WCC tournament. I just also think oh, it's a team. You drunk in the Kool-Aid, Jared. <laughs> yes, yes, I have. <laughs> I think this is a team that could win the WCC tournament. Neutral floor. Can we finish one game? We have not finished a single game this year. Can we get one? We're going to have to finish like four games in a row. That's gonna, That's the issue. That's the problem. Here's my <laughs> personal opinion. I am going to come out and say it. Okay? I will just... I'm, I'm just not going to watch BYU basketball until the tournament starts. I'm just, I'm, I'm just not going to do it. I'm, I'm done with it. I'm tired of it. I don't blame you. I will look at the box scores and I will watch enough highlights to competently talk about it here on the podcast. Granted, that's only one week of the podcast that that would... Yeah, basically three games remaining, so... (laughs) And I also refuse to watch the first round of the WCC tournament in which we will play, I don't know, Pepperdine or Portland or San Diego or whatever. Please not Pepperdine. Because if we play any of those teams, there's probably a 75% likelihood that we lose. Yeah. Once we advance to the quarterfinal, or... Because, yeah, I think we'll probably not be in the quarterfinal. Oh, no, no, no. We're going to be playing on Friday. (laughs) Once we advance to the quarterfinal, then I will begin to watch BYU basketball again. Okay. That's that's, that's my stand. I'm putting my foot in the ground. <laughs> Flag is planted. I'm sorry. Call me a fake fan. Call me a fake fan all you want. I'm not even the basketball guy on this podcast. I'm the football guy. So, <laughs> call me a fake fan. Uh, I won't because I see where you're coming from. This team has not given you anything to watch or cheer for nope. this year. Um, I think our chances to win... Just the game in it, just a game in the, the tournament. Game? No, <laughs> you just kept bringing this up every episode. <laughs> no, um, we play on Friday, probably a 
30% chance of winning. Yeah. Play on Saturday, we have a 40% chance of winning. Play on Monday, we have a 45% chance of winning. Play on Tuesday in the final, 50% chance. I think our chances <laughs> of winning go up the farther we make it. Honestly, I think it's kind of like 35, then 70 in the quarterfinals. Okay. Then like down, back down to 40 in the semis, and then like 50 in the... Okay. In the whatever it's called, the championship. I think it's kind of like a sine wave. A sine wave, okay. Yeah, I can see it. Sin wave, because we're going to be in Vegas. Oh, the city got him of, there. City of Sin, City got of Sign. That's why, that's why we never win the WCC tournament. It's just in Las Vegas. Come on, guys. Yeah, come on. <laughs> just move that thing to Kansas City. We'll be winning the Big 12 tournament every year. As if Las Vegas wasn't originally an LDS element. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, do we have anything left in the tank emotionally? Do you think like there have been so Me many personally? close losses? Uh, no, we know you don't. <laughs> the team, because there have been so many close losses. Like you can even go yeah. back to South Dakota, like the first loss of the season. All of these, especially in the last two weeks. Why would you bring up South Dakota? <laughs> we have. I I don't know. I don't know how much you have left in the tank. Like how have these guys not mailed it in already? Like they still fought. I don't I mean, know. How have these guys not mailed it in already? Probably because they need to maintain their scholarships. <laughs> Mark Pope's holding that over their head. Like, yep. Uh-huh. You don't come to practice. If you don't come to practice, we're revoking your scholarship. We're paying for school. We are bringing in a bunch of walk-ons. <laughs> I don't know. There's always a refresher for the beginning of the tournament. Like, Even like you know, in high school basketball, like even if you're tired, once a tournament starts, like, it's a whole new energy. It's a whole new life. Once playoff starts in football, you know, you, you go through a grueling 12-game season. Playoff starts. It's a whole new energy. It's a whole new life. Mm-hmm. I think it would be similar. Do I expect to see a ton of energy in these past three, in these la- last three games? Not really. I expect us to win maybe one of these last three and then just take what cards are dealt to us in the WCC tournament and play with it there. Yeah. I feel like that's kind of the... What Mark Pope like in his interviews? He's kind of just like he seems so checked out. Yeah, right. He's like he seems so done. Like, like he I don't hates know. His life. <laughs> I I would too, honestly. I don't know. He, he he feels like I don't know what else we can do. You know, like we've said it a hundred times. Like we just can't finish. You know, or like we just need to finish. We need to win the game. We're here to get results. And he keeps talking about how this is gonna pay off in the long run. And I think he means like the way he's framing it is like WCC tournament. I think he means for the Big 12. Yeah. No, and I he, definitely think he means in like in a couple years. In a couple years, right? And if that's the case, like I totally buy in, right? If these guys are learning now and we have just a bunch of freshmen and sophomores on the team, give them two more years. This is going to be a very experienced group. Like maybe yeah. we won't have the talent talent, but by then we'll have some young talent, right? Like yeah. Colin Chandler, maybe a couple other big names. Yeah, a couple years. I, I don't know. I think this is a good building block. It's like the start of a story, right? Where the hero gets his legs cut off or something. and then He's he, but a flesh wound. Yeah, exactly. And then he has to learn and grow. And then two years down the road, when we win the Big 12 in the national championship, <laughs> then, <laughs> okay, we just make the final four. But this is this is what they'll be saying, right? Even if we'd like, you know, finish third in the conference, fourth in the conference, they'll be like, I remember back our first year in the WCC, you know, like our last year there. We lost so many close games, and this is what helped us get to this point. That's what I'm banking on right now, because if you don't have that hope, like there's no the future is desolate, right? Yep. That's that's how I'm taking it, and I think that's the way Mark Pope is approaching it as well. All those years ago, we moved to the WCC. 
Did you think when we finally left we would have zero regular season or zero postseason titles? I thought we'd get at least one postseason. Obviously, when we joined, Gonzaga wasn't a behemoth yet. No, Gonzaga Saint Mary's was, was like a perennial, like nine, ten, twelve seed. Right, like they were decent, like good enough to get an at large if they didn't win, but yeah. they weren't a world beater. And Saint Mary's was on and off. Yeah. Right, they had a couple years. I thought we'd get at least one WCC tournament win, like championship win. It's just, it's kind of sad to look back on that and realize that we haven't done it and that we we probably have like a very, very close to zero chance of winning it this year. It's kind yep. of sad. It's depressing. Oh, well, I mean, what can we do? I, I, don't, I don't know. <laughs> Any notes other than that? I don't know. I, other than I have the nothing else. Depressed? Yeah, just a little bit. Um, XFL starting. XFL. So that's good. UTFL, baby. Yeah, UTFL. We'll Watch be covering lot. that. Mm-hmm. Um, we just, we got to find other baskets to put our eggs into. NHL? NHL, true. NHL's what, going on right now. When is the NHL playoffs? Those are May? Same time as the NBA finals. Oh, yeah, yeah. Wait, what? Oh. oh. So. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. You, you can't use the NBA's <laughs> marker. Sorry, my bad. The NHL playoffs start. I feel like they're in June, right? No, they're before that. Are they before that? Maybe that's yeah. when they finish. Mm-hmm. The playoffs start TBD. But oh, the cool. regular season ends April 13th. Oh, okay, okay. So probably like... Oh, sorry. New article. Monday, May 2nd. Monday, May 2nd. Okay, perfect. Um, so here's here's the thing. We have XFL starting now. College basketball is obviously going on. We'll have March Madness. That'll end in April. Mm-hmm. Uh, USFL starts... At March. some point in March. Okay. Mm-hmm. So that'll be going on with the XFL. And then maybe that will get us to the NHL. And we like the NHL playoffs. Mm-hmm. Then we'll have the playoffs. And then we can start football offseason. Heck yeah. For the summer. Yeah. Okay. Sounds well, good. There's your plan, everybody. Your next couple months are no longer empty. They are now full. They are absolutely full. So, yeah. Diversify your investment accounts. Mm-hmm. Take all the eggs out of the BYU basketball a basket, if you could even call it that anymore. It's probably just a plastic bag on the ground. Um, take all the eggs that remain and diversify them. Among, among the other sporting events. Pick an XFL team. Pick a bubble team. Pick Seton Hall. Seton Hall's fun to root for. Yeah, didn't we pick? Didn't I pick Seton Hall as my like sleeper team? Yeah. Shaheen Holloway, they're still in the bubble. Hey, That's, there we go. There's a rush for you. Yeah. I don't know. I, this is, we're just trying to give people ideas. The, anything other than BYU basketball at this anything point. Anything other than Utah bas- BYU basketball or Utah basketball. Yeah. Uh, Utah basketball, they released a Twitter video where they are raising the curtains for two games in the end of February. The wow. UCLA and USC home games, they are raising the curtains. Clap Time it up. what's behind. They're finally what going to. What if they to- raise the curtains and it's just like, you know, like empty football stadiums <laughs> where they do like the banners that cover the bleachers? <laughs> what if it's just that? That would be awesome. Huge, huge PR move. Everybody's like, oh, they're going to open it? Everybody, like, turns on the Pac-12 network on their smart uh, fridge and sees it's just banners. There's still no one there. It's just banners. Yeah. Any what if they of- brought up the curtains only to reveal another set of curtains behind them? <laughs> it's just, like, two more rows and then more curtains. Yep. <laughs> uh, any parting thoughts? Before we get out of here. Parting thoughts of this. The NHL is fun. Hockey is fun. Please give it a try. The Golden Knights, cl- relatively close to Utah, will be the closest team. They okay. are in first place in the Pacific Division right now. And okay. First place overall 
in the Western Conference. Yo, okay. So, uh, how are the Blue Jackets doing? Columbus. The, the Columbus Blue Jackets. They probably suck, right? Let me look at it. All of my teams suck this year. Uh, the Blue Jackets are in dead last in the Metropolitan Division. I knew it! <laughs> with the least... Actually, with the least amount of wins in the NHL. Bloody Mary! All of my teams! <laughs> They're tied for last with the Chicago Blackhawks. Jeez. Wow. So they have played three more games and <laughs> lost three more games. <laughs> the... In nice news, their goal differential is negative 69. Nice. Cool. All right. All gonna... right, everybody. <laughs> Thank you for joining us for this episode of the Royal Jar and Juke Podcast. We hope that you enjoyed the acid trip that was this episode. Yep. We kind of bounced off the walls a little bit, but that's how we like to do it. If you liked the episode, leave a five-star review or leave an honest review. Who knows? Make sure you're following <laughs> us on Instagram and Twitter at loyal2royalpod. You'll find lots of fun and interactive content. Without further ado, bye. (laughs) Bye. Love you. Happy Valentine's Day.